0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. And my name is Dan. And we're here to review the uh all the action from Game Week 33. Uh a lot of action from the double game week. Um we will uh do our best to sort of condense it down a little bit and give you the the best bits. But uh to start off with Dan, how are you?
1: Yeah,
2: not bad. Uh frustrating. Lewin game, uh, we'll get into it with Burnley um, and Gaffer again, <laughs> badge, which we'll get into, but uh, yeah, always an eventful week when uh, people have got different strategy and playing different boosts and yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll end up catching up <laughs> in 34 35.
0: Yeah, it's certainly been uh, been interesting, um, even just certain players making a big difference. Um we'll get into a few of those, I'm sure. Um, just to explain to people what we're going to do, we're going to sort of just start off, obviously, recapping our game weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about each of the teams that had a double. Um, then we'll sort of briefly cover anything we want to talk about from the teams that had that had a sort of single game. Uh, We'll cover your questions and we will cover our sort of pod picks for the week. Um, So to start off with, um, I'll say the pod team first because that one was the best score. Uh, So the pod team was 267 on Budget Buster, which was a game week rank of four and uh, moved up to 70th overall. Um, It was another win for the pod team in the Thursday Night Wars. Uh, which is uh, always good, um, and yeah, I mean there were very few sort of letdowns in this team. We had pairs, uh, we got thirty, uh, Collan seventeen, Trusty was one of them with a five, Fox with twenty-seven, Hume with twelve, Cooper with seven, Fosu thirty-seven, Brownhill ten, Diallo fifteen, Bradshaw sixty-five, and Gelhart forty-two um so that was 267 on budget buster for the uh for the pod team and uh, like i said it's up to 70th overall so uh that that team's doing quite well now another win on the board um unfortunately we don't get anything extra for a margin of victory but uh we'll take it all the same um i guess i'll go next as. uh my team was the next best uh, 255 um or you know both of these obviously on budget buster um which was uh game week rank of uh, 12th uh takes me up to 33rd overall uh so a nice little rise for me um, a lot of the same players there pairs Collan, trusty fox hume fossu brownhill diallo i had roberts for 20 and yates for 17 rather than um cooper and gelhart from the pod team um so yeah 255 points for me and like i said up to 33rd so uh i'm i'm sort of very happy with that my my target for a good sort of uh game week on budget buster was 250 and i've i've hit that so uh yeah i'm i'm very happy um dan what about your game week
2: it's not often you score 190 (laughs) and feel like let letdown um I obviously took a hit to get there as I'm overhauling out of it uh, I done Fox Roberts and Hogan in um so I've had Johansson for 22 Colin for 17 trusty five Fox for 27 Cooper 7 Brownhill 10 Yellow for 15 Roberts for 20 Gelhart 42, Hogan 10, Yates 17, obviously. Um, no Bradshaw is is the main one there. Um, I did get a green arrow, so I'm up to 105th. I think it's like a 19 place green arrow, so a bit disappointed. I wanted to try and get it back in the top 100, but um, my strategy We'll know how well i've done in the next couple of weeks because obviously i'm overhauling out of it so I can build my team for for 34 and 35 so hopefully i'll gain some of the advantage back um so yeah it's a green arrow but it I feel-
0: <laughs> yeah uh I, th- I think there'll be a lot of sort of mixed feelings this week um you know even some of these little decisions, particularly on Budget Buster, um, where, for example, agbene versus Fosu on Budget Buster, that's a 30 point decision, um, yeah. which just shows how it, sh- it shows the potential impact of Budget Buster, quite apart from anything else, when you can just talk about individual things like that. And it's, it's sort of a massive swing. Um, I mean, I was saying to you, uh, pairs. Um, has got me 30 points uh, for two clean sheets. Um, he made a total of two saves in those two games, but that's 30 points. Um, <laughs> you know, you take that and run.
2: And it's incredible if, like, about a week ago or, or 10 days ago, he probably wasn't even an option. It's only for an injury that yeah. he's become an option. And, like, this is more down to just the strategy you were overhauling into it. So, you you had to pick certain players whereas I felt I could, I could leave out certain players but yeah it's it's just the way way it's worked out
0: yeah um but yeah so we will we will uh, get into some of the games that um that shaped this so um you know the way the way we're sort of going to go through them is um sort of alphabetical order of the teams that had a double and we'll just uh discuss each one however you know briefly or not we want to discuss them uh some of them i'm sure we'll have more to say than others uh which means the first one is birmingham um you know a lot loading up on the defense um
2: Ed hogan as well
0: yeah and uh they managed to lose 2-1 to huddersfield and 3-1 to norwich um it should be said that obviously uh the one consolation was Colan got the one goal against Norwich. Um But yeah, a uh, real disappointment actually, I think. Um particularly after the the Game Week 32 game for those of us who sort of doubled up on them, where you know they've conceded two to Cardiff, two to Huddersfield, and then three to Norwich, who didn't have Timu Puki or Josh Sargent. <laughs> yeah it hasn't quite gone to plan
2: all I can say is I hope they keep conceding two or three because and play him on the <laughs> weekend <It laughs> though
0: yeah um
2: yeah as you said doubling up also, I, I tried to build it so I, I could get the Card- Cardiff and Huddersfield and it it was just a nightmare and then to sum it off no. They got their clean second half clean sheet wiped out in like injury time as well.
0: 94th minute. 94th yeah. minute. Solis actually probably made a mistake not just going to the corner and seeing it out and he ends up scoring. Like, I was certain he was going to go to the corner just on the counter, just sort of see the timeout or whatever. But no, he goes for goal and actually scores.
2: It's his first goal, isn't it, for Norwich?
0: I think so, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, I think that was ten points, was it there? Something like uh, that.
0: Something like that, yeah.
2: That's that's annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I mean it was bad enough with I think it was the first goal. Um where Norwich had looked like they were going to score and hadn't. And then Nunez just out of nowhere hits an absolute worldie on the volley. <laughs> you're just like of, of all the ways to lose a double clean sheet, a guy hitting a worldie on the volley right into the corner, it's just sort of like you couldn't make it up. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on Birmingham from these two games, Dan?
2: Just that I'm um, looking forward to getting rid of them. And
0: hope
2: <laughs> on Saturday. It was a shame because we obviously all watched them against West Brom and they played really yeah. well. I think we were into a false sense of security with them and then they just let us down really
0: yeah i mean that that's the big thing um it, it is that sort of let down and yeah i think i'd be uh selling at least one of them quite quickly which probably would have been part of it anyway but uh that added frustration of those two games Uh, particularly the two to Cardiff and then Huddersfield where it's like the Norwich even without those two strikers the Norwich thing can happen but the two a piece to Cardiff and then Huddersfield it's like really yeah um but we'll move on from Birmingham Uh, I don't have much else to say um next we've got Blackburn uh they beat Swansea 1-0 and Blackpool 1-0 um one of your favorite teams to talk about, Dan.
2: it's <laughs> just being a bit of, I never had any intention of bringing a player in. I think the only one I would have brought in was like you did. If if I overhauled in 32, I would have brought in pairs just because he's cheap and I, I can bench him. Um, I know you mentioned Dolan numerous times, never even thought about him. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah it's it's a you know it's it that was one where I wasn't going to bring him in personally but you know I did potentially like the idea of Dolan um, he seemed to have sort of got that spot now um, particularly given that Thomason doesn't really seem to like Gallagher and at the moment which you know he, he's a decent footballer but he's not great so I understand sort of looking at p- other potential options yeah um, but, yeah, I mean, they needed his goal on um, Tuesday with Zach and Brereton-Diaz not playing. Um, so, obviously, that was big for them. Um, obviously, a bit awkward for, for people to get into with some of their players. I mean, you know, Wharton, who I think a number of people were looking at, we had talked about, then got injured uh, before the game week. Um Ranking Costello was dealing with an injury. He only played the second game. I think if if he hadn't been injured and if Britain hadn't come back exactly when he did, I think he would have been a popular one. But yeah, um, Pairs obviously got the job done, like I say. Um, two clean sheets. He made two saves in the Swansea game and zero in the Blackpool game. Um, I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> I'll happily take the two clean sheets. I don't need any save points on top of that. He, he's done you know exactly what i would have hoped for from him and uh now he can just sit on my bench <laughs> so, um anything else on uh, blackburn the the weirdest team in the division before we move on
2: i don't know how they're fourth i just <laughs> don't make sense whatsoever
0: no i think that's the biggest thing they just don't make any sense uh <laughs> the, the so the next one we've got is blackpool uh Dan uh well I suppose I'll, I'll just briefly cover the uh their results. Obviously they uh, they beat Stoke one nil and then they uh as as just mentioned lost to Blackburn 1 nil. Um what are your initial thoughts on uh Blackpool's game week?
1: Yeah. They'll
2: probably view it as a good game week because they they picked up a win, but it was just a bit frustrating, wasn't it? Um, if I remember correctly, oh, God, it wasn't. um I had Yates. I don't think he'd done it. He did get bonus in the. First, he got bonus
0: in the first game, yeah,
2: which was quite nice. But when Bradshaw just wore the hat, <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
2: and then to sum it off, he, I think he got injured in the second game. So yeah,
1: it was a bit of a nightmare. Bowler didn't stop. Um, Yeah, it's just they were just
2: a bit away. I'm still not sure he knows the best lineup for them, especially defensively. Lyons was was benched, who I think has quite good attacking potential, but I'm absolutely nowhere. Gabriel got back in. He uh, injury. Um, yeah, just just Blackpool. It was a shame. I did have good, but that that wouldn't have helped too much either. So, and even the game against Stoke, it probably shouldn't have won. It probably should have been a draw at least. So, yeah, I'm just what I can say is I, I'm quite glad I'm overhauling because my team is <laughs> I was going to have to play on.
0: Um, yeah, I think there's there's two sort of clear sort of players. Um, that were that did well for owners i mean yates was fine but if you had connolly and or maxwell i think they got 14 and 12 respectively you've had a good game week if you've got them particularly in like you know speaking from a budget buster point of view i think even if you weren't on budget buster if you've got a defensive asset in a double that scores 14 or 12 you're pretty yeah. happy like um so i think you know those were the two from blackpool this week um but yeah, um, they've they've got a win from the the week, and um, yeah, I guess that that's probably better than nothing for them. And uh, I think particularly with Yates going off injured in uh, the Blackburn game, um, depending on the, how serious that is, people might be getting Blackpool assets after out of their teams very quickly.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But uh, but we'll move on from them. And the next one we have is Burnley. Um, slightly overlooked, I think, because of all the budget buster going on. Um, but they beat Luton 1-0 and drew with Millwall 1-0. Um, I know we were talking beforehand about the, their penalty against um, against Luton. Um not a terrible game week for them, I think. I think if you said to them, even though they've been they've been sort of you know romping away with things, if you said two away games like Luton and Millwall, you're going to come away with four points. They pro- they would have happily taken that.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, Luton game it was pretty even to be honest. I, th- I think Lou I think it was more Luton played well to stop Burnley and playing. I, I think you'll probably find that Burnley probably played, were able to play a bit better against Mill and just missed chances where against Luton and they, they didn't create anything um, apart from a, the penalty, which was a penalty. Um, yeah, it's just Burnley, they're going to romp home. <laughs> you were going over some of the, the next fixtures up. I'll, I'll yeah. be amazed if they don't get minimum nine or ten and twelve or something like that like you might get the odd freak result because it's yeah. this championship isn't it but yeah they're going to romp home um the strategy i'm going with i won't be having any burnley for the next couple of weeks so um yeah hopefully i don't get punished too much but um they, they might rotate i think
0: yeah it's certainly possible particularly with the cup game uh coming up as well which um I'm not sure how strong they'll go, as in it could go either way because they've got a weaker opposition in Fleetwood. But it means that it's a real opportunity for them. So I think they might still put a strong team out because...
2: I think they should just put their best team
0: out. Yeah, because particularly with the situation in the league now, they're at a point where, you know, they they could actually try and do some damage in the cup at this point because the league is, the league is basically going to take care of itself. Um, I think at this point, um, something would have to go horribly wrong for them to not go up as champions. And given that realistically, yes, they'll want to go up as champions. But realistically, all that matters is finishing in the top two. And at this point in the top two, they've got a 16 point advantage. You know, they've got a 12 point advantage over Sheffield United in second. But what really matters is that 16 point advantage. Um, and as you as you alluded to, I was saying beforehand, their next four games are Huddersfield, Blackpool, Wigan and Hull. Yeah. Like, you know, may, maybe if you threw Rother, someone like Rotherham in there instead of Hull, you've you've got just about as good a four games as you could wish for. And, you know, they could really sort of, you know, if they if they sort of get out three or four wins in that period, we could be looking at it after that saying, you know, they won't mathematically be up but similar where we got to well we were already really at the point we got to with Fulham last year where it was sort of like we knew from sort of like january february that they were going up but um they could they could be basically there um at that point um in terms of gaffer wise um you know mainly i guess people who have matson um that sort of the the big win i guess from the weekend I'm not going to say anyone who had Ashley Barnes because if anyone had Ashley Barnes, I I have follow up questions (laughs) as to to why you had Ashley Barnes. Um, But he is for anyone who did have him. He has come away with 20 points in the game week. So, uh, you know, you've done well there. Um, Why? I don't know. But um, he would have been the other sort of good pick for the game week. Um, But yeah. (laughs) um not much else really to cover on burnley um you know they're really good i think a lot of people who don't uh, people who didn't budget buster will probably have multiple burnley still a lot of the people who were on budget buster will still be looking at getting to burnley um so it'd be you know they'll still sort of be very much in mind and it's the same players it's always been um so we'll move on from them I'm trying to work out alphabetically who the next team was that had to double. Uh, this is a test of my my knowledge of the alphabet and my memory of the games that happened. I think the next one was Millwall. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um so this is this is the part of the podcast that I and lots of other people have been waiting for uh, so Millwall beat Sheffield United 3-2 and drew with Burnley one all. uh we talked about Burnley getting four points from their pair of games Millwall getting four points from playing Sheffield United and Burnley um incredible effort from them and uh well there's really only one man to talk about Tom Bradshaw, um, I know, I know. We've sort of talked about him previously on the pod and everything, but he's got four goals in the game week. <laughs> I, I, I uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about him. He's just great. Um,
2: we mentioned before, didn't we, uh, earlier on in the season when he got his hat trick against Watford? That'll be it. Yeah. He won't do anything again he's just one of these players that just he's obviously quite a good finisher but he, he doesn't always get enough chances I think to, but yeah he, he was brilliant against um sure not, I only watched the first half life and then I went to the Luton but before he scored he, he missed a chance yeah. And...
0: Yeah, yeah yeah he had a good chance before I think he hit the woodwork I want to say but I might be wrong on that but I know he did a have a, cha- a, a real chance before the hat trick um, and that's that's twice when they've been the main game on Sky that he's got a hat-trick. So clearly we just need more Millwall games on Sky.
2: Did uh, uh, they play at Luton on Sky in midweek?
0: Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's one of those. I think there will have been a little bit of a divide. I think more of the people who overhauled in 32 will have had Bradshaw. I think some of the people that didn't, Will still have got him because of the fact he co- he covered 34 as well. Um, but yeah, it couldn't have gone much better, really. And, uh, you know, I was saying to you beforehand as well, the, the added bonus almost of the fact that he didn't start the Burnley game. So he, he's he's only got sort of like, I think it was 25 minutes or something against Burnley ahead of the second double. But he still come on and scored another goal. Yeah. Um, just about the perfect scenario really um so yeah so uh yeah the tom bradshaw fan club is now in full effect um or you know people are either sort of you know raising funds to build a statue of him or gathering to immediately tear the statue down Uh, (laughs) i think that's where it's at um i'm not sure there was there was anyone else really worth sort of covering, particularly from a gaffer point of view this week. Um I think if you had Fleming, he got some bonus against Burnley. Um, I'm not sure there was a great deal else from them.
2: No, I don't think so. Long didn't do anything, did he?
0: No, he got six points in total. Um, okay. it's not, not exactly sort of amazing. Um, You know, you had... Re- returns in the uh, in the Sheffield United game for Burke and Vogel summer Um, although Burke then missed the second game Um, not much for what more or Honeyman if you went with them um, from a budget buster point of view so yeah it's just all about Tom Bradshaw really as it should be Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the next team that had a double was Norwich Uh, much easier for me in the alphabet given it's the next team Uh, (laughs) So they drew nil-nil with Wigan and then beat Birmingham 3-1. So, yeah, Dan, talk to us about Norwich. Yeah,
2: it's a bit weird because none of their players were really budget buster. No. Apart from Zolis, who (laughs) you couldn't guarantee he was going to play and he he only got minutes mainly because Pookie and sergeant didn't play both games i suppose we did have the breaking news of Poohie was definitely going to miss
0: the first game yeah
2: this game um i know everyone thinks most people played budget buster and they did but there were quite quite a few um triple triple which didn't on
0: josh Sargent. Uh,
2: sergeant sergeant uh, on bernie guys as well which on
0: Dowell as well i think i yeah. think Dowell featured in some
2: it's not really worked out great for them in that instant. But, yeah, Um, I think Norwich will be disappointed, though, to only get four points from these two. Yeah. I think uh, they would have wanted six. But, yeah, they're just still a bit hard to work out because when they seem to click, they they score goals. So um, I think after I've gone through the 34 and 35, they're definitely a team that. It's worth having one option, I think. Uh, Just trying to work out which one it will be. And maybe there are the Burnley and um, Middlesbrough assets to bring in. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. um, I guess the the one to sort of mention as well, given his absolute worldie against Birmingham, was uh, Marcelino Nunez. Uh, If you haven't seen his first goal against Birmingham, go and look it up sort of dropping to clearance, dropping to him outside the box and, uh, hits it first time on the volley right into the far corner. Um, you know, phenomenal strike, um, even just from the sort of technique aspect of it. Um, yeah, but I don't think anyone was really on him. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, it was an annoyance for me on the double, uh, Birmingham defense to have it wiped out by someone hitting an absolute screamer, but you know such is life um i guess um like you say i think that they they probably will come into mind as it goes on but they'll probably be less of a priority behind some of these other teams coming up um particularly once we get uh, people might be able to make decisions as well once we get a bit of clarity on um puki and sergeant um in terms of their their injuries um the next one is uh Rotherham. So Rotherham lost two nil to Coventry and beat Sunderland two one in the result. You know, possibly the most surprising result of the game week. Uh you could maybe argue Millwall. Um but yeah, talk to us about Rotherham.
2: Yeah, so um Well if they got three points at that- it was weird because on the first game week, a lot, all the bottom lot won apart from Rotherham. And then obviously, Rotherham had their game and they won against Sunderland. So they sort of put a, a bit of gap now between them and the relegation. There's it, sort of only five teams, really. I know, I know we've joked about Stoke and Birmingham, but maybe Birmingham, but I can't, I can't see anyone else dropping in. And, um, the main decision was Robin was probably the fifty-fifty split between Ogbeni and Fosu. Um, in the lead-up, as I was building, I did have Ugbeni, but he had that benching. So in the end, I took I took an extra minus four to take him out, which which was the good, the good idea. And um, was it Fosu got two assists? Was it?
0: Yeah. So uh, he was benched for the first game. Got two assists in the second game.
2: Yeah. So. It's amazing what happens when you leave Stoke, but um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's an underrated pick. That who has done very well if you if you got him. Probably are, are, he's under um, Bradshaw and Gelhart, but he, he's definitely done well if you pick yeah.
0: him. Yeah, yeah, like like I said earlier, thirty-seven points on budget buster for for Fosu. Um, and uh and yeah like you say that big 50 50 that some people will have had um for me i was i was immediately like no it's going to be Fosu, even without that bene benching um i actually thought it might you know it might be less of an advantage for me because more people might go to Fossu, but uh it seems i've gained enough um so so i'm happy um i think the i think um johansen uh did all right in this game week um
2: i got 22 from him
0: so yeah i think i think it was a nine pointer um so even for those who weren't on budget buster for example um it's gone pretty well i think in general there are only a couple of keepers on the budget buster that if you had them you you didn't do well sort of thing um so yeah so um good game week for them they've got some games they'll be looking at coming up as well where um they'll be wanting to pick up some points um you know Swansea QPR Birmingham Preston Cardiff Hull their next six they'll be looking at some of those and wanting to pick something up and it also um presents an opening for people um if they're sort of trying to stagger who they sell for the upcoming game weeks that maybe some of your Rotherham players aren't such an urgent sell with some of those fixtures coming up
2: yeah, because Fosu's P- yeah. probably a good bench player. Just you don't even have to really consider him starting, but he can be like first bench most weeks, and he'll, he'll probably get the odd assist or goal here and there. I'd have thought. Yeah, he'll be
0: he w- he can serve the the purpose now that uh, Barlasser did for a while for a lot of people. Um, very similar, thing. Um, the next team that had a double game it was Stoke um very strange game week where they lost 1-0 to blackpool and then beat swansea 3-1 uh <laughs> so uh you know a lot of us had uh had morgan fox and uh it was sort of you know it was, it was very handy in the first game even though they they lost he got i think it was three bonus uh,
2: somehow.
0: yeah and uh you know he was he was the only one who really did any sort of Point scoring for them, which you know made it feel even better, and then uh, the second game, they obviously he actually scored fewer points but 11 points in total for the game week, which uh, successful game week, really. Um, Josh laurent was obviously the one who went wild in the second game. Um, no. you know, any anyone who saw the Josh laurent hall coming, like, you know, can you tell me the lottery numbers? <laughs>
2: Campbell though you've got an assist in it. Yes,
0: um, and that that was obviously big. Uh, I know a few people were looking at him. Uh, he was one of the forwards we obviously mentioned um, before the game week, um, who did get the return and then had to come off with a head injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know a good game week for them. Um, what would you advise people who who have Morgan Fox? Do you think? you know he's sort of like a get rid as soon as you can or can he sort of just sit there while you address other things
2: probably pretty similar to fossu i think he's he seems like he's gonna play. although there is he's playing they're playing four at the back with him yeah like, yeah timon's back though isn't he soon i think
0: i think i think he played center back in a four in the swansea game oh, right. I, I think I yeah, just. Yeah, um, Sterling and Hoover played wing backs, and Wilmot and Fox played centre back.
1: He's probably not like need to get rid of straight away.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're you're gonna you're really gonna want to hold on to him long term. But like you say, you, you're not necessarily. I need to get rid of him as soon as possible. Um, Although there's not necessarily any great reason to be holding him either,
2: <laughs> unless you just want to like upgrade to like the, if you can upgrade, which everyone can, to Bowe, Um
0: Cooper, yeah. Bell, yeah. Um, you know, switch over to like a Norton Coffee or something. All of those options potentially. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that was Stoke, um, you know, another win on the board for them. Um, they've had a couple of important wins recently, uh, just as it looked like they might uh, drop into that, might actually drop into that relegation battle. Um, they've sort of, you know, opened up a bit of a gap again, which uh, is big for them. <laughs> uh, the next team, uh, in some ways, well, depending on who you had potentially one of the bigger disappointments of the week in Sunderland Um, at least for some of the assets Um, they drew with Bristol City one all, and then lost to Rotherham 2-1 so yeah talk to us about Sunderland
2: yeah I think Sunderland were the main team that everyone had three assets from Um, you could basically pick anyone you wanted Um, I ended up with Roberts, Diallo and Gellhart. I know I saw a few people with triple midfield with Clark, who, who scored in the first game. Uh, Hume was very popular, who unfortunately got benched for the second game. Um, I think they were just a, a bit disappointing, although Gellhart done well. And yeah. It's Rotherham. He could have hauled, like, a hat-trick. Um goal disallowed hit the post um keeper saved a couple um maybe diallo was a bit of a disappointment as well
0: yeah he was he was the big disappointment i think he only got i think it was six points in the game week um roberts got eight um which given that he only started one of the game uh you know was was a bit more sort of and apparent like he, he was high in the bonus in the first game and apparently he was, he was very good when he came on in the second game. Um, he just obviously didn't, didn't have to, uh, get a return. Um, I think like you say, if people on Gelhart, I think he got 17 Clark got 13. Those are sort of the big winners really. Um, Hume in the end got, uh, got five like you say the benching in the second game um so particularly for someone like me with having hume over Gelhart, um has obviously sort of not gone not gone the right way this week but you know
2: you can't blame because you've got Bradshaw
1: no
2: no
0: no no it's, yeah it's it's uh it's uh it's it's sort of that that sort of perspective as well and there's certain things that i might not have done if i'd gone the other way and that sort of thing so uh so yeah i'm not complaining um and, but, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a disappointing game week for for Sunderland. And I think, you know, I didn't necessarily see it coming right now, but there was an element of, like, you know, could they keep that up, that sort of level, not just performance but results up. And uh, I don't think this is necessarily going to derail them, um, but they do have a tough run coming up. Um, then their next six is... Coventry Stoke Norwich Sheffield United Luton Burnley um so it's going to be tough for them and that Coventry game is away as well so uh, that doesn't help um
2: it's my favorite game this weekend
0: yeah oh it's incredible I'm so glad it's on the tv so glad
2: um uh, <laughs> teams to watch not on Luton in the league yeah because they're, uh, so they're going to attack so that's yeah. not bonkers then i don't know what will be
0: yeah i think you you know you're certainly not leaving uh leaving your particularly your attacking players out in that game uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah so um a little bit of a disappointing game week from them unless you had sort of gelhart or clark if you had them particularly if you had something like gelhart clark roberts um, obviously, that's the big win. If you had Gellhart, Clark, Diallo, for example, or, or the three midfielders, you're still pretty happy, really. Um, but, you know, you're sort of left a little bit what could have been uh, with them, I think. Uh, the next team with the double, Swansea City. Disappointing. They lost 1-0 to Blackburn, and they lost 3-1 to Stoke. Um, You know speaking about you know sort of not many keepers where if you went with them they were a letdown uh fisher i think getting six points across the two games qualifies as a letdown in this one um and yeah just strange for them you know we had we had benchings for cullen and cooper we had you know sorinola i think getting attacking returns which i think a couple of people had gone with him but like he he was he had sort of you know people were worried about sort of his minutes you know but just just strange um any particular thoughts on them
2: they're sort of in um they're not in a good place though are they no the club um they just didn't sign anyone. They lost even more squad there. Mm-hmm. The the main one, who clearly didn't want to be there, uh, so they let him go.
1: Um,
2: it just feels like Martin is one. Like if someone comes in and wants him, like I, I think he'll go, and it won't. He wouldn't even hesitate. I don't think at this point.
0: Yeah, I think he had comments last last week, late last week, about like wanting assurances over the future because his summer his contract is up in the summer of twenty twenty four, and so he's already getting to the point of like, you know, am I going to be here for longer? Like, what's the plan for longer? So, you know, yeah, I think that does speak to that as well.
2: Because he's got like a good way of playing. Like he'll, you can see like him getting a parachute club if if, if they don't do as well uh, next year. Down, mm. you can see them wanting him, and like why would he stay there? They're not signing anyone. You, I think Piero will only have a year left in the summer. They'll cash in on him. So yeah, um, they play Rotham though, on Monday. With, if you've got a Cooper or a Cullen, you probably can't get rid. I don't think you not ahead of Rotherham.
0: No, but I think after that, uh, yeah, bomb them out. Um, uh, at the moment, I don't even feel that great about them playing Rotherham. So um, unless you've got Pirro. Pirro in any game, I think yeah is is a perfectly good player to have. Um, Manning. Hmm? Manning,
2: Manning's a good option. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who obviously they confirmed. Uh, that's the other thing we should probably mention briefly. They confirmed we'll be leaving on a free in the summer. I don't think he'll be short of short of suitors. Um, he'll be going up the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously a, a very disappointing uh, game week for Swansea. And I'm sure their fans wish we'd stop talking about them. Uh, <laughs> their their fans are probably less happy than we when we talk about them than we are having to talk about (laughs) um i think that's all the teams that doubled
1: yeah it is yeah
0: um yeah so we'll uh so uh, hopefully uh you know that that sort of covers that off we'll we'll sort of you know i'll just go through the uh these the single game week uh sort of games, and we can we can cover anything uh, we want to cover from those. Uh, Cardiff Reading on the Friday night. Uh Cardiff won one-nil. Um Sheffield United obviously lost to 3 2 to Millwall. Um Huddersfield uh, obviously got the 2 1 win over, over Birmingham. Uh Harlem Preston drew nil-nil. Um I can tell you now I have nothing to say about. Uh, either of them in that game. Uh, Middlesbrough beat QPR 3-1. Obviously, uh, that uh, that was Critchley's uh, final game in charge. Um, Coventry uh, with the 2-0 win. Uh, Bristol City drawing one all away at Sunderland. Wigan getting the home draw against Norwich. Uh, Watford 3-2 winners over West Brom. Um, yeah, that's it. So uh, Dan, anything in particular you want to discuss from that from those games or teams?
2: Uh, probably need to talk about QPR a bit more. Yeah, Ainsworth appointment, um, a bit of uh, a club legend at QPR, and probably the previous three or four times they've been looking for for a manager, his name has has um, come up and. I think it got to the point where QPR had run out of how managers think about who who realistically Wilder don't think he wanted it Jones is probably too soon after the Southampton debacle when Dean do you want to go for someone like Dean Smith? I'm not I'm not sure so I also think um in the background it the fans aren't very happy with uh, Les Ferdinand and all yeah. above. So they've gone in and got a legend um, like Ainsworth. And it'll be interesting to, to see how he does because the job he done at Wickham was remarkable. He, he yeah. overtook them when they were in the bottom of League Two. And I mean, I think they were nearly enough relegated out of the league to obviously a few years ago they he got them to the Championship um, playoff final last year, just outside the playoffs this year. And this is for a team with a, a quite a small budget a budget compared to especially in League One. It might be more than what it used to be, but it's probably bottom half. So um probably one of the best man managements out there. So you get the feeling if the play, you'll get the players wanting to play with him. So I guess the main thing that Malik go against him is his he's known for what's known as the dark arts and he'll time waste and things like that but can you really do that sort of thing with Elias Chair or? <laughs> I'm not sure you can say so,
0: um. yeah although you look at a lot of the rest of that team and I think uh it screams out for that you know like so Stefan Johansson and I mean when he's back obviously Lyndon Dykes and yeah guys like that it's sort of like yeah perfect for it
2: <laughs> just is that they normally do have like wingers who are quite attacking um they obviously had the uh, Mahetti who's just joined bristol city he came through there and became their best player so I'm intrigued to see how how they do um it's a win-win situation i can't see him going down and no give them a few mums to bringing in his ideas, plus a summer. So, yeah, I think it's probably a good appointment that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, if nothing else, it gives them a bit of a kick up the arse, which they also clearly need. Um, At least some of the players in that squad clearly need. Um, Yeah, I'm going to mention, and uh, no one will have expected me to go with this, I'm going to mention the Friday night game cardiff against reading because my question is what the hell were reading doing i mean we even when we saw the lineups like i didn't watch a second of that game and i regret nothing um, but even when we saw the lineups we were like what are they doing like what is going on yeah. um you know Ince was on the bench, uh, Meite was on the bench, but like, you know, they sort of, you know, they took, it felt like they took the piss a bit much with that lineup and it came back to bite them. Um, by all accounts, they the way they played, they can't complain at all about losing. Don't think they had a shot on target the whole game. Uh, they were outshot, I've just looked it up, they were outpossessed. Comfortably by Cardiff. Cardiff had sixty-three percent of the ball and outshot them nineteen to five. That's Cardiff doing that to <laughs> Just like um, I know the Reading fans were very unhappy about this game, um, and seemed to think that a lot of it came from Paul Ince and the way he sent them out and you know almost sort of like punting the game before it even began. Um, but yeah, I just thought, um, <laughs> that was, uh, something that we wouldn't necessarily have talked about, but, um, you know, big win for Cardiff, but a bit of a gift for them from, from Reading. Um, I guess we should probably mention the, uh, the Monday night game, the, the Watford West Brom, um, mad game.
2: I'm not sure quite what happened. Cause that, nil, that in the first half, it was terrible such a boring game and then what for go one nil up and then i don't know what happened at half time that the managers <laughs> obviously said just don't defend yeah yeah the side did it that.
0: Don't, don't, don't bother with
2: it <laughs> don't bother defending. It's,
0: it's overrated the team the team talks for both teams with defending is overrated um Possibly perfectly exemplified by the fact that West Brom's uh, equalizer was scored by a defender in Connor Townsend. Um but in terms of you know the the popular gaffer assets, you've got uh Saar with I think two returns, Jed Wallace scoring a goal. I think it was a goal and assist for Saar. Um I think Ken Semmer might have been lurking around a few teams. He's obviously got a brace in this game. Um so yeah, so it's obviously gone uh, gone great for Watford. It was a much needed win for them, I think. Um, you know, it's a big game for both teams, but I think that meant that like it was a big advantage to one of them if they did win. Yeah,
2: um, I, think, I think people forget that West Brom are actually five points
0: at the playoffs. I think- yeah, which which was big in terms of that the swing of that result um, on Monday. Um, because uh, cause Watford won forty-seven, they were three points off the playoffs, and West Brom were five points off the playoffs. So, you know, it's that whole thing where it's a massive gain for whoever managed to win. Um, and uh, and yeah, obviously what Watford managed to come away with it. Um, a musically a heavily deflected goal for the that that won it in in a chaotic game like that.
2: I was hoping for a two-two
0: um and the other thing i will say it's not gaffer related it's not football related but i don't know if people have seen afterwards um ken semmer coming out to do the post-match interview um ken semmer uh suffers with a stutter and he came out and did the post-match interview and i just thought you know uh credit to him because it's it's something he doesn't he doesn't normally do he doesn't do a lot of speaking in public because of it um, and it was just it was just a very nice moment to see. Um, so it's not necessarily related to sort of gaff or anything, but I just thought it was a it was a nice moment there. Um, anything else from any of those teams to cover, Dan?
2: I suppose Akpom again, maybe
0: <laughs> just Akpom. <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: it's, it's annoying. Like the one player <laughs> single one on budget busters, just don't end yeah. this week, please.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, um, one player that will be back in my team after 35 pretty because yeah. probably
0: yeah I and mean, just seriously impressive for him at the moment um
2: tricky game though this week
0: yeah um i think i think they they were quite pleased i think that critchley was still in charge for although they wouldn't say it i think they were probably quite pleased that critchley was still in charge for that game and uh i will also mention my man Mar- riley mcgree popping up with another goal um you know right at the end but they all count Um, But yeah, so we will uh, we'll jump into your questions. Uh, There are quite a few of them, uh, unsurprisingly off the back of of Budget Buster and everything. So uh, um, we we will get straight into those. Uh, First one is from Rob Pick. And he says, how unlucky are Birmingham defensive owners by all the 0.01 XG goals they keep conceding? And who scores them for Luton in 34? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who's sort of like, you know, the the equivalent player. Um...
2: Probably Morris than he normally shoots from anywhere.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Maybe like, is it time for Nakamba? I'm not sure I've ever seen the Nakamba have a shot, but it just feels like...
2: Well, I know when they done the signing video, they couldn't even find the goal from Villa. <laughs>
0: they have to do, like, tackles or something?
2: <laughs> That's a goal from, like, in Belgium before that, so he hadn't even scored from Villa.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think who it might be. Um, I'll go with Umpanzu, yeah, he, he'll be he'll be the one
1: <laughs> right on.
0: um, yeah, a little bit of unluckiness, but i I was talking to Rob about this during the game. I think they were you know the way they started in terms of the how on top Norwich were inside the first like five minutes. um I'm not sure you could entirely call it unlucky. In that game, uh, Manon Martin, as I said, is Morris worth a hit for ACPOM this week? Uh, what treble treble would you ideally set up for next week? Do you prefer Goal Fest with a sprinkle of doubles or home advantage later on with a full 11, but likely a single game week? Um, so I like how he pretended it was one question. It's actually three different questions. Um, so we'll take them one by one. Morris worth a hit for Akpom this week?
1: Probably.
2: It's two games, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's two games and both of his games are probably better than Akpom's game. Yeah. Um so
2: the question is do you go Morris or Aveo? No, uh,
0: yeah, but I uh I get the reluctance that people will have to sell Akpom, but I do think that's probably worth it. Um what triple triple would you ideally set up for next week?
1: Well, it's gonna be involve Sheffield United and
2: West Brom. Yeah. I'm probably on something like NDI Wallace and maybe McBurney.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you can go any number of ways, but I think it's it's primarily those two teams, isn't it? Like, I don't think you're gonna Maybe convince see. you know you, I don't think you're gonna convince yourself on like a you know a Bristol City player or something like that. <laughs> um, and goal fest with a sprinkle of doubles or home advantage with a full eleven.
2: I don't. Know, I haven't even thought about using these two boosts.
0: No. Um. I will just maintain my just complete hatred of home advantage and say Goal Fest.
2: <laughs> if you get like a, a Bradshaw sort of player where he scores four goals in two games. Yeah. Especially if it's on because uh, you could be a Burnley player. You could have them on Burnley player. Yeah. The way they are uh, shaping up.
0: I mean, even, even like that sort of Goal fest, um, Thirty-five, for example, if you add it with like the Sheffield United and West Brom attackers, that could be five or six goals just from those two. Um, Renarid nine, um, I think. After losing it briefly during the game, week has got the number one ranking back. Uh, <laughs> has said, uh, "Who are the best Luton assets, and would you go there given the indifferent form?" Um, we were discussing this briefly before the pod. I couldn't remember who had asked the question. But I think this is one of those prime examples of like the play versus the results in that Luton have actually played well in those games. They just haven't necessarily got the results. Um, so I don't think I'd be sort of worried about going into them. Um, I'll leave it up to Dan to tell you who the best assets are, though.
2: Yeah, I think um, defence is Bell. Um, Drame went off injured um, Doughty Doughty might be an option If if I knew Doughty was going to play both games I think I would go Doughty over Bell But just no reassurance Midfield is it, Clark He's on set pieces um, And up front Morris or Adebe. it's really hard between them um recently Morris scored against Preston but Ad- Adebayo's getting all the chances
0: it's, yeah it's almost personal preference isn't it like
2: yeah, he, he's probably missed three or four big chances in the last two or three games and I'm on about one on one yeah. so it's and a few weeks ago he was five and five in all competitions so yeah I think you just got a punt on one of them, and the other one will score. But <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but you've got to pick the one you want. It's it, like I say, I think it almost comes down to personal preference. Um, you now, if you have positive memories with one of them, or something like that,
2: <laughs> if you like Morris's smile,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Carl JB has said, "Should I buy Bradshaw tonight or tomorrow morning?" <laughs> um
2: gonna go up isn't he surely.
0: Yeah, which uh we're recording on Wednesday night. He will go up in price overnight on Wednesday. So uh so yeah if you're wanting to buy him it's probably well I mean I doubt that sort of you know zero point one is gonna be a big difference at this point. Um it's just
2: played budget buzz <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um I would I would probably wait. Um the
2: question is would you bring him in?
0: Probably
2: <laughs> over Victor if you don't have Victor. Oh,
0: Vic, Victor's Victor's number one. Like as in, if you if you were asking me sort of like doubling strikers, priorities sort of thing, Victor's number one. Like, and that's not even close for me. Um,
2: actual over the two loop two loop strikers because that's the that's the decision.
1: I'd probably have. that's very
0: hard it's very close it's very close and i think um you can argue it either way with their respective doubles as well in terms of like who has the better double or you know is it difficult games or not i think um it's it's pretty close between the two of them i think
1: um yeah i uh
0: i'd i'd probably say bradshaw narrowly but it's very close um and it depends what sort of what what else you've got what you want to do etc um but yeah i think i think it's it's close but if you're gonna buy him uh, i'd i'd sort of wait um just because he's also someone who hasn't necessarily had a spotless injury record before so it might turn out like he's picked up an injury. (laughs) Um, Dan has asked us, uh, what three West Brom and Sheffield United assets would you want ahead of game week 35? Overhauling for 34, but planning to cover both doubles. Um, We've mentioned sort of the main ones in DI, Wallace, um, yeah, McBurney, don't think you'd go for a striker from West Brom. There's too much rotation there.
2: Uh, uh, probably got to go defenders for West Brom, although they've been leaking quite a lot of goals recently.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the kid is in the game, is he? The, the kid in goal.
2: Not in a minute, no.
0: Um, not that I would suggest going for him, but just <laughs> um, maybe someone like a Townsend or something like that as well.
2: Uh, Pretty sure you players like Norwood and Berger who go quite under the weight. McAtee lady. although I think he'll be rotated a bit more. The options they're getting back and sending yeah. in.
0: Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know both teams actually have quite a few options. So it's it's that whole thing of almost like you know it it almost comes down to given that you're overhauling to cover the two double game weeks, which, which positions you need players from and that will become clear to you i think um in terms of where you can fill in with other teams um mark dorney has asked double cov this week double west brom next week is that too simple or am i missing something um i mean sounds good <laughs> i don't know what else is in your team but um it sounds pretty good <laughs>
1: I would
2: probably say Coventry do have the best double this week yeah but only probably for attacking like with Sunderland yeah not sure you want defenders again although against pressing, you probably do
0: yeah um so yeah depending on what you're doing and everything I do think that that sounds perfectly fine um I think it's, it you know, it's so almost team dependent at the moment that, like, you can argue however many different things, but I do, that certainly on the face of it sounds absolutely fine. Um, Amra Batman, Joe, says, for people on overhaul, how would you look to set up for the two double game weeks? Well, one of us is uh, <laughs> on this strategy. So uh, in terms of sort of a rough over overview, Dan, what what sort of advice would you give on that
2: it's different i'm going i'm fully committing to it i had planned to i'm going seven or eight doublers in probably seven in 34 and i'll go for eight in 35 just try and pick players i want long term as well and then i'll plan to roll in 35 so I'll end up with two threes going to 36, so I can take like a minus four if I want to start getting players back in for, from Borough and Burnley. Um, yeah, I'm going full in. I know I can get punished, but I've got to go in into it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you certainly want majority cover there, don't you? I think... If if you want to sort of hedge with one or two other players, I don't think that's terrible. Like, you know, we've brought up the likes of Burnley. I, d- I don't think it's... If you want to have one or two of them, That's they're probably the one exception.
2: I think because Middlesbrough play... Um...
0: Sheffield United, don't they? Although it's just scored. Oh, West Brom. West, West Brom away in
2: 34. Yeah. We've just seen... West Brom playing, and it was pretty over,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah, Akpon might be the other one. That's that's a good point. Um, but aside from that, I I I agree with you. I think that probably if you're overhauling now, you want to really try and maximise those two doubles. Um, George FPL has uh, <laughs> said. Did you know that it was possible to get less than twenty points from your three triple triple players?
1: Who did he have?
0: That is incredible, and I now—I'm pretty sure he had Sergeant because I think the majority of people who played triple triple had Sergeant.
2: Um, he must have had like Teller or, or Bernie player.
0: Yeah, because Teller missed. That was on the bench for one of the games after the coming off with the injury issue, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: um,
0: but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's unfortunate with something like that, but I guess theoretically, with something like that, uh, you know, as seen, it, it is possible. But, um, I'm now just looking up his team,
1: uh, he had. sergeant diallo and piero that's unlucky that is unlucky
0: so uh so yeah that's uh
1: it's just unlucky.
0: yeah <laughs> um
2: well, hopefully use budget buster in i'm guessing 35 and it works out there. Yeah. but yeah that's hard because you they've built up the, some of these boosts that they're so good. Yeah. when you've got people hitting two hundred
1: and fifty or points. Yeah. yeah, that's deflating. But yeah. Um
0: FPL buddy, uh from the uh, Guys on Gaffer podcast. Um yeah. Um I think they might be second in Thursday Night Wars now, but uh still good. Um, has said apart from Akpom and Victor who is the forward that is nailed to start every week with so much rotation going on as I am in need of a third forward so whom do you suggest Um, I guess I argue a little bit with the premise of the question Um, I'm not sure how much rotation there is going on um, forwards wise at the moment
2: Um, I had an injury didn't he so it was understandable.
0: Yeah, but obviously in the game, he's a, yeah. a midfielder. Um, but, you know, I mean, what, Sergeant went off injured. That wasn't rotation. Pukki's been injured. Um, and he, both of them were playing prior to the, the their respective injuries. Um, you know, Pirro consistently plays. Yeah. Uh, keenan davis consistently plays gelhart just played um bradshaw obviously had the game off the bench but when you factor in that's a double double there was all that was always going to happen in one of the games um like say akpom archer um morris adobeo victor etc so yeah so um there's lots of options there that I've just run through in terms of that that are uh, that are going to play um, like I say I do think that that actually that in general the the forwards in the game are a position where there's not much um rotation going on actually
2: the odd game yeah but a lot of the time it is it's mainly like a niggly injury you don't really know about um,
0: yeah yeah yeah, and I mean, obviously, with Sergeant, for example, he got injured in the first game of a double. That can that can happen. <laughs> That's just bad luck. Um, but yeah, so so the, yeah, there's quite a few options there. So it just depends what what your sort of strategy is at this point. Um, Billy Hadaway is um, clearly he's got another question coming up somewhere because he said I'm going to be cheeky, extra cheeky, and try and sneak in another one. Is it worth investing in Preston for the double considering their awful home form? If so, who are the best options? Much appreciated, fellas.
1: Oh god. Think
0: Woodman Fernandez.
2: Fernandez was the one I was gonna say. But he might might get rotated out.
0: Yeah. It might it might be Brady's time again. <laughs> But he
2: Luton played him recently, and he he looked the best player. They yeah. Can. Can't go near the forwards. No. Midfielders. No. I think it is goalie or Fernandez.
0: Yeah. Um, wouldn't wouldn't consider them otherwise because the other likelihood is you'll want them straight out again anyway. Um, just because they're just because they're Preston, not because they're, I haven't even looked at their fixtures, but just because they're Preston, you'll probably want them straight back out again. Um uh, uh FPL Commander has asked, which is your preferred third millwall player if you've already got Cooper and Bradshaw? Um Fleming surely due arrest after playing every game recently. These two mentioned of Victor make up a decent treble treble. Um so th- preferred third millwall player if you have Cooper and Bradshaw?
2: it would be Fleming. Yeah. Um just got to take the risk, haven't you? He, he could get benched, but he's,
0: he's their most important player, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sort of overly concerned, um, as a Fleming owner now. Um, and you know, Cooper, Bradshaw, and Victor as a triple triple.
1: I think it's fine, yeah, it's okay. Um, I think I'm planning on.
2: Uh, Going long goalie, but mine's uh, long-term. And I've always got a soft spot for McNamara after what he did. (laughs) Two goals in a game.
0: Murray Wallace. If we're talking about Millwall, I have to mention Murray Wallace, even if I I wouldn't necessarily recommend going for him. Obviously, I have to mention him. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, oh here's Billy Hadaway's question he said what to do with ACPOM versus the doubling strikers and who's better for the double Morris or Adebayo <laughs> well I think we've covered the Morris or Adebayo thing it's it's basically a you know a, a shrug your shoulders toss a coin you know <laughs> um, ACPOM you could probably argue for selling but it's a tough one at the moment um, particularly with it being West Brom who've just conceded three where it's sort of like um, is it even that bad um,
2: yeah and also like how you're going to want on straight back surely
0: yeah that's the other problem
2: I got rid of him ages ago <laughs> so it's and I'm overhauling but after 35 he'll be one of the first players back in
0: yeah um nonstop fpl has said can angus share some of his points around <laughs> and is triple triple the play in game week 35 if overhauling now or will there be a better double game week later on so there might be a double later on but that's a that's an unknown at this point so if you you know it's almost like if you're willing to you know leave it on the off chance on the chance of a double you might sort of end up missing out is the is the potential risk there
1: Um,
0: but um, and in terms of sharing the points around no i need every point i can get (laughs) so uh, uh, so no on that Uh, james wood says congrats on the budget buster scores do you have any idea how possible future blanks and double game weeks might play out in the schedule i'm thinking of running through without the overhaul so wondering if i need to use a boost in 34 and 35 or whether there will be future game weeks the future double game weeks thanks maybe um so there might be future doubles for anyone who wins in the fa cup fifth round yes fifth round. yeah um so there there will probably be future doubles for anyone who wins in that round um
2: if round is midweek, it's yeah, we come in,
0: yeah, so so you will find out, but um, particularly if you need to use one in 34, or if you're planning on using one in 34, 34 comes before you'll know the outcome of the FA Cup game, so uh, that's the potential risk there. Um, and we don't know when in the future they'd be put in terms of like you know whether the fixtures would match up well or anything like that, we don't know.
1: Um, Shedebe has asked us which of the three Sunderland mids to sell that's really hard
0: my totally unscientific process for saying this is I'm going to say Clark and it's not because of my negativity around Clark it's because Diallo has uh been left out for a game and Roberts has been left out for a game so by that logic Clark should be the next one due to be left out for a game so um by that totally unscientific process um I would say Clark um
1: yeah, know, but this, they're all good options, I
2: think. If I know you probably don't want three of them.
0: Yeah, so that like it's it's tough. So that that like I'd just be coming up with something like that, or again, you know, advocating it for like you know tossing a coin or you know yeah. some sort of other choose at random method. <laughs> um shadow has also asked us triple triple now or 35 so i assume that's 34 or 35 um i guess it depends
2: <laughs> i think i'd do 35
0: yeah 35 is probably better
2: um I do Millwall? when i've got that's going to be low scoring i don't think
0: yeah So uh, like, but even then, if you went in with sort of like two defenders from that game, it would probably end up being like, you know, three, two or something like. Um, Dave RFC 1871 has said, who do you think are the best keepers if overhauling in 34? I'm thinking long and a 35 doubler, maybe. Um, I think there's certainly an argument for that. Um, I think you probably want, what, what Longor Woodman, probably, for yes. 34. And then one of the 35 keepers.
2: Depends how much you want to spend on it.
0: Yeah. Um, but you've got a few of those teams, like, um, it, you know, particularly if you want to go cheaper, you've got, uh, you know, Bristol City, Huddersfield, Reading and Wigan all doubling.
2: Yeah. So definitely options
0: yeah um the best question we might have ever had um on the pod uh from ff thinker who's just said what's the point um I, th- I think we all we all go through that sort of thing over, over the course of the season um <laughs> uh, so yeah i don't i don't really know what the answer is to that um uh, the point is to have the moments like when Tom Bradshaw gets four goals for you.
2: <laughs> I suppose I got mine. Early. I had Akpon's hat trick,
0: yeah.
2: and last year I had um, McNamara's brace. It's all—it's always the ones you don't don't expect. That's brilliant. that's the brilliant. Yes, Yeah,
0: when I bought Estupineno and he scored a hat trick. Horace's brace. Yep. You know, it's it's those sorts of things in, in terms of actually answering your question about what the point is. Um, FPL Guob has said, I made a terrible mistake. I completely missed the introduction of the Budget Buster chip and the associated strategy, and now I feel awful. Do you think I could at least reduce the damage by using the Budget Buster chip in one of the other upcoming double game weeks? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if I. Yeah, I think 35, just because you've got a few of those extra teams, like I mentioned, the likes of, you know, Bristol City and Wigan and Huddersfield and um, Reading Um, just gives you a couple of extra options, really. But, yeah, I think it's it's perfectly viable. Um, FPL Frog said... (laughs) I lot i love that. just get to keep talking about him uh which of us is setting up the tom bradshaw stat, statue crowdfunder take all my money um yeah we, we'll we'll work that out how we're gonna pull the money and where we're gonna put the tom bradshaw statue um that that's the other key thing we've got to work out where we're gonna put it um i know sometimes they rota- rotate rotate what um People either know exactly what I'm talking about or not at all. They rotate what's on the fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square. I think uh, next time it comes up, we should uh, get a Tom Bradshaw statue put up there. Um, but yeah, uh, and the last question goes to Shagair, who said, um, What would you consider the minimum score from Budget Buster to be good? Uh, He's then said triple-triple chip next week with Victor Bradshaw-Bidwell, only considering it because Sheffield United and West Brom have gone off the boil a bit, in brackets in the eye on Wallace. Well, let's start with the Budget Buster thing. What would you consider to be a good score on Budget Buster?
2: It's really hard because (laughs) I got 100 odds. I got a green arrow as well. Yeah. It's not 250, though, is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, I say if you've got anything over about in general, about 180, 250 is what I've said in terms of like a good. But like in terms of, oh, yeah, this chip, has, th- this boost has worked. That sort of 190 plus range is where it's sort of like, oh, yeah, this has worked. Um, is generally what I'd say there. But again, it depends on sort of how it's gone for you. Um where you end up as a result of it that sort of thing can shape it a little bit um and then triple triple next week in terms of Victor Bradshaw and Bidwell um and do you agree that Sheffield United and West Brom have gone off the boil a little bit
2: they've had tricky games haven't they West Brom yeah I don't think they have
0: I mean in saying saying Wallace I mean Wallace did score on Monday (laughs) yeah. <laughs> so,
2: NDI, uh, especially against Borough, he, he had chances where his final touch was poor and he was basically clean through. So, I wouldn't. NDI has probably been one of the best players this year. So, yeah, I'll keep the faith, especially with the fixes he's gone.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I'd, I'd probably lean 35, as we've said, in terms of probably being the better week of the two um but if you want to play it in 34 and on those on those three players i don't think that's terrible either um um, but yeah so that's all the questions um so we'll briefly cover uh the pod picks um as as sort of final thing we've been uh it's been long but there's there's lots to cover uh this week uh, so in terms of last week's picks, um, the total scores uh, or the scores for the game week, I got five points. Um, that was off um, joint win for the best differential with uh, picking Roberts and uh, the best flop pick picking Tom Ince, uh, which uh, it would have been tough for me to not win out the blocks when uh, he got a one pointer on the Friday night. <laughs> um Jamie got four points. Uh, he won for the best pick of the week uh, with Matson, And um, he came second on uh, the flop. He picked Naki Wells, who got six points. And Dan got three points. He came second on the best pick with Diallo and joint for the differential with um, uh, Onel Hernandez. And a special mention for your flop pick, which was Ishmael Assar, who scored 15 points.
2: I uh, Prairie years the week before, who hadn't scored for about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if, if anyone's wondering who to pick, wait until you, uh, you hear Dan's flop pick because uh, his last two flops have scored 11 and 15. So. Uh, <laughs> um, so so that might help you out. Uh, <laughs> so the overall standings at the moment, I've got 23 points. Jamie's got 18 and Dan's got 16. Uh, so in terms of our game week, 34 picks. Uh, so for the best pick. Uh, Dan has picked Victor. Uh, Jamie has gone for Ian Matson again. And I've picked uh, Zian Fleming uh, for differential. Dan's picked Bradshaw. Uh, Jamie's picked Norton Cuffey. I've picked Gustavo Harmer for flop. Uh, Dan's picked Connor Townsend. Uh, Jamie's picked Ndiaye and I've picked Maxime Collan. Um, so we'll see where we are after this uh, this game week. I think, you know, doubles always feel a bit more sort of potential for for variety in terms of, you know, which of us wins these, these picks. Um, but yeah, that's everything uh, for this week. Um, I will be tweeting out the cup scores either Thursday or Friday. Um, It's quite busy for me work-wise at the moment, so it just depends uh, when I have the time to sort of sit and sift through everyone's scores. Um, So I'll be tweeting out the scores and the draw for the next round um, at the latest Friday evening, so you'll know before the game week starts on Saturday. Um, whether you're through and who you're playing in the next round. Um, Game week obviously kicks off with that um, Sunderland Coventry game on Saturday lunchtime, which uh, we're very much looking forward to. Um, I'm also very happy from doing the injury news point of view that it's a Saturday deadline. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, so that's everything from us. We will uh, likely be podding on Sunday, but we'll let you know uh, in due course what we'll be doing. And we shall speak to you soon, um, unless you have anything else to add, Dan.
2: No, I think that's everything.
0: Excellent. Um, so, yeah, we shall speak to you soon. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.